The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Finally! last. I am being joined by my good friend Josh from Graps and That. How are you doing, Josh? What is up, man? How you doing? I am very good, thank you. And we're finally here. We're finally doing our progress review that we teased the other day on Twitter. I'm excited for doing it. Um, I've only recently got into progress quite a lot um, in the last month or two. Um, but obviously, you've been following it for quite a while now. I have. I have. And um, probably plainly due to the fact that British Strong Style um, and the growth in NXT and NXT UK, going back over it, learning the rules of of, of the trade as such in progress. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll tell you what, what a journey that is. I mean, people were saying you could start wherever you want on progress and almost start again. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I tried to do. It's not easy. There's so many chapters, you know, three, four hours ago. But a good starting point for me, if you are new to progress on demand, a good starting point for me is probably... Uh, super strong style 16 from 2017 yeah. and then on uh, i mean that the, the program really picked up pace from there so nice it is you know i've i've seen clips and stuff and i've gone back and watched different chapters and stuff but it's it's really picking up pace this sort of last year i feel and, and um i think with the internet and and everyone really getting into and getting behind indie wrestling and and obviously it helps that nxt has become this massive big deal and we have our pete duns and tyler bates and trent sevens who are also at progress and obviously now with the the uk brand having the majority of the progress roster i think it's really helped put a bit of a spotlight on how good progress really is it is wrestling for adults it is the different it's it's completely different and I think that is what I like about it. I, I said about Chikara a few weeks ago how that is different and it's for someone very specific who likes comic books, who likes that sort of superhero um, way of life sort of thing. And I think progress is very grungy and very rock and roll. Like they say, it's rock and roll wrestling. It is very much like that. You see the crowds, they get they are really involved and invested in, in the matches and stuff. And, you know, I really hate myself for not getting involved sooner if i'm honest uh, yeah i mean i th- i feel exactly the same i wish i'd have been part of the journey from from 2012 um especially from from chapter one but i mean credit to, to jim john and glenn i mean what they've done um with that company from where they were 
I mean, the Coast to Coast tour recently, uh, WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans yeah. um, back in, in April, end of March, April uh, in 2018. was It's just groundbreaking for them. Um, but some of the names they get in the door, you know, and, and we'll probably touch on, on two of those names um, soon um, during this discussion with, about Chapter 80, uh, Gods and Monsters. But, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, what they're doing, I mean, I, I've got to say, the O2 Ritz Manchester crowd, the last two, three shows, chapter shows that I've watched have been incredible. And Jim has acknowledged that as well himself. I mean, I didn't think personally we could beat the Camden town uh, yeah. crowds, obviously being the, the home of progress, so to speak. Um, I mean, Ali Pali is more spaced out, so a little bit less noise, I think. I mean, you probably noticed that at Wembley. It's more spaced out, um, but, you know, you're smaller. Uh, arenas really pick up that sound but the o2 ritz in manchester um they they certainly come alive and, and you can hear it on demand it was certainly if you can't get to every show unfortunately like i cannot and like you i know cannot quite get to most shows at the moment but hopefully that will change yeah um it's just where we live isn't it mate that's the problem exactly. but we are planning to go see a chapter in 2019 and hopefully we'll go see one together because that'd be pretty cool to uh to take off the bucket list and sort of do a review let's with. Definitely sell that boat and let's hope that either your podcast or my po- my podcast or both of our podcasts can get big enough so that we may be invited to do something for progress down the line. I think that would be a pretty awesome reward, especially um, for the amount of work that I know that you put in in your spare time to bring this to your listeners. Yeah. So before we go into the review of Chapter 80... Quick shout out to the Patreon members. Um, we have Jonathan Pilquist, Courtney, of course, and Wilfred and Smite to Death. If you are watching on YouTube, hello, make sure you are subscribed and drop the video a like. If you're obviously listening through the normal podcast methods of audio only, make sure you're subscribed again. Um, if you do wish to see my lovely face on the face cam, you can on YouTube. And Josh, what do you've got going on currently i see that you've released a episode today a christmas special episode can you tell us about that yeah i mean why the hell not you know get involved with the festivities um i interviewed chuck a couple of weeks ago um and i know in all honesty you did exactly the same around a similar time um i'll you know um i held my episode back and i wanted to use it as my christmas special um and it was it's been successful it's been out for five hours um and it's it's had some some seriously big listen numbers uh, for something that, that only come out six hours ago um it was just a way of saying thank you um to those that have, have really helped uh, me uh you've participated in, in listening to my show um so i wanted to give something back so i'm pretty confident a, a fairly big episode uh, with guest chuck mambo it was my merry christmas special gonna have a little bit of time off over the christmas period not much though because you've got to get guests on the show for the new year and keep bringing my listeners and maybe some of your listeners that maybe want to jump over and try something new every so often. Keep it fresh, keep it going, give the people what they want to hear. Um, but also on there, guys, just one last plug from me. On that episode with Chuck Mambo, you need to listen to me just mention and talk about a special pay-per-view, special show coming up in uh, in June um, from Vanquish Pro Wrestling. So if you do um, check out my episode, just listen carefully to the introduction for Vanquish Pro Wrestling. You are not going to want to miss that. All right, thank you. 
Brilliant. Not a problem, Josh. Um, obviously, we're going to have a big 2019, and you can all be a part of that. Um, like we have done already, there's plenty of discussions and topics being done on both podcasts. Um, we've we recently collaborated and did a very um, well well thought of episode on on my podcast where we did the NXT developmental, which you were a part of, um, and we got a lot of feedback from that. A lot of people wanting to get involved, and you can get involved by heading over to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke, where one of the tiers, the rewards, you can come on and join me, talk about these discussions, talk about these topics, just like Jonathan Pilquist is going to be doing. He will be with me at the end of the year for the end of the year review of 2018, our top five highs and lows in wrestling so that'll be very good and courtney who will be coming on in the new year the wrestle kingdom special we got an an amazing topic that we're going to be talking about uh with courtney and i can't wait to get her on as well and i do believe josh you have a patreon as well that you are just starting up i certainly do um you know the hard work that that we put in in our own time has, has got to have some sort of reward but it also has to allow to reward our listeners get everyone involved um, i am learning the patreon way how to share how to get everything on patreon so hopefully when it's all up and running officially um you'll be able to check out my patreon page get involved i'm going to bring new ideas in i'm going to get you guys get your voice heard because remember my podcast is from the fan for the fans so just remember you guys are the fans i'm a fan Let's get talking together and you can help support me by getting involved. Um, head over to my Twitter at Graps and that to check out more. If you can follow the link for the Patreon page there, uh, go get involved. There should be some tierage coming up very, very soon. Um, maybe just after the Christmas break, obviously, like I said earlier. Going to have a little bit of a break uh, next few days, eat some food, have some drink uh, and just enjoy life as best as possible. Um, so thank you very much, Luke, for allowing me to share that I have got Patreon uh, kicking off hopefully in early 2019 just in time for that small new japan show wrestle kingdom 13 yeah i haven't heard of it but no. yes um patreon is a great way of, of helping your independent podcasts like myself like josh like wilfred and and smart to death and um help them continue to grow with the rewards of getting extra content so um thank you for everyone who does that um and contributes and and thank you for everyone who just listens in general and subscribes because it is a big help and you don't realise how much uh, it means to people like me and Josh um, when we get great feedback from you guys. Let's go on to the review then, shall we? Let's start. Um, I always like the fact with progress that we always get a start with Jim in the ring because he's he's grown this... Um, this company into what it is now and it will continue to grow like we've already mentioned it's just getting bigger and bigger um but i still love the the way that jim just holds the crowd in the palm of his hands brings new listeners in bro bring brings new viewership in um at the start of of each show um what do you think of of this spot that he does every time well i mean if you know me if you follow me on twitter you know i'm a bit jim smallman biased i think the guy's great that's um, only because he's a Leicester fan, though, Josh. Uh, it helps. I must say it helps. Um, and when the unfortunate incident at the King Power Stadium happened uh, a couple of months ago, um, Jim had to do his in-ring performance uh, the following day on the Sunday. 
uh, and he and he kindly performed it in a Leicester City shirt. Yeah. So my love for for Jim went up even more. My respect for Jim because I know he holds the football club so dearly to his heart. Anyway, um, but I just all round, I just think he's a he's a nice guy. He's yeah. he gives people the time of day when he's out and about. From what I hear from other fans, I mean, I've, I'm not lucky enough to have met him yet, but I mean, I've got his book. Uh, and I'm hoping that the progress show that I'm attending very, very soon, uh, he, he's going to be there and he might just take uh, 30 seconds out of his time to just sign the book for me. I know openly he has said in the past, you know, obviously disturb me, but obviously not when I'm working kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be sure to do that. But I just think the guy, he gets that crowd rocked up and ready. I mean, the laughs, the jokes... Um, the taking the piss out of people as such always end on such a high though you know it's always a case of yeah you know we might take the piss one second but actually we are so happy to have you here you are a a, a paying fan here and you're 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 helping us (laughs) do do you know what I mean so there's that there's that jovial joke but actually the punchline of you're always welcome because everyone's welcome at progress Um, but but Jim I just think that the hard work that Jim that Jim puts in and the rewards are there. It's quite clear to see, but you, you won't. I mean, I can't wait to hold my hand up and say it's my first progress show. Uh, I can't wait to get ripped for 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 what I do and the reasons I haven't been there. And that's it. And and getting a pretty expensive round. Um, so yeah, that'll be a bit heavy night. I'm pretty sure that'll hit the wallet hard. Cheers, Jim. Yeah. But no, honestly, um, he's just he's just. A, a, genuine nice guy and like i said his his hard work is it's phenomenal yeah. um but you've just said it i mean the way he works that crowd out before a show you can't really go anywhere else in the world and get i don't think in the world of professional wrestling anyone with as much passion for the sport to kick off every single show every single week no yeah. matter how big or small his problems outside of the pro wrestling world may be definitely well, we kicked this uh, progress chapter off with a bit of a banger, to be honest. I thoroughly enjoyed the opening match. Um, I don't know about you. And it also led to uh, a match in chapter 81, which we will be covering later on in the week. But this was with Paul Robinson and Chris Ridgway. Um, a brutal sort of MMA-style match with these two people. Their two styles of, of wrestling is very similar in a ways, and I think it led to a great chemistry and match. And um, I'm a particular big fan of Chris Ridgway just for the simple fact that he has probably the best introduction in wrestling, that he has a black belt in being hard as fuck. I think that is arguably the best introduction you can get as a wrestler. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, I had a yellow belt once, um, yeah. and I gave up. Uh, I was like eight years old, nine years old. With yellow belt, but nah, was it nothing being really as to... hard as fuck though? No, nah, it was being as soft as shite. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> a yellow belt would be as soft as shite. No, it was. Um, it was fun for me at that age. But honestly, no. I mean, you just said you're a big fan of Ridgeway, as am I. However, Paul Robinson. Yeah. Is phenomenal. Great heel. He is one of the greatest heels. He is one of the greatest high flyers. And when you see more of Robinson listeners, you may know what I'm talking about. In the world, Mm. he feels fresh. Everything Robinson does since he's returned uh, and he he, he attacked uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Uh, and they had that amazing match at Wembley. It was amazing. But but Robinson adapts to each 
person he's facing, no matter where in the world it is, no matter who he's facing, he can adapt. And we saw that from Robinson going from his denim jeans, his, his hard as fuck denim jeans, let's put it that way, yeah. to having his, you know, like his MMA style shorts on, adapting. And it made the match just feel that much bigger, in my opinion, the way that he adapted to face Chris Ridgway. Yeah. But I think you know? the match in general was was pretty hard hitting, and and uh, obviously the crowd really do hate Paul Robinson, and I can't blame him because he does come across as a dick. Even though he shares my last name and my nickname of Robbo, mm, I was completely it's a great name. hoping he'd get his head kicked in by Chris Ridgway. Um, it did look like we were going to get that way until the obviously we get a ref bump. Um, at, at a wrestling show because what what type of wrestling show would it be if we didn't have an ending with a ref bump mm-hmm. um and we got this straight away it led to a bit of uh fiery heat get the crowd rowdy and i really like how they did that which led obviously to their rematch the next night um so obviously we had the ref bump robbo hits him with the chain gets the win while uh, paz the referee is looking in a different direction so great finish i felt it's genius booking. Uh, it, it's typical heel genius booking, isn't it? You know, yeah. Robinson is in the midst of a push, and I do fully expect him to be knocking on the Progress World Championship door, perhaps before Chris Ridgway. Perhaps. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not here to say he he'll be champion, of, of course. Um, but what I'm saying is, for him to win on that opening night in the fashion he did shows you that there's a dangerous heel in this industry mm. uh, it, under under the progress umbrella. Um, but obviously, it protects Ridgeway. I mean, we know he's hard as fuck, but with all due respect, I mean, if you get hit in the face with a chain, you ain't getting back up, no. especially you're not, you're not getting back up within three seconds, and that's exactly the proof in the pudding. I thought it was genius. Um, I probably went straight over to the Grapple app uh, and probably voted it um, like a, a 3.75 star match I mean some of the kicks that you mentioned earlier they were fantastic the way that they both stood up you know Ridgeway puffed his chest out when Robbo was hitting the, you know it was just a fan it was a fantastic way to open ultimately what was one of my favorite chapters of the year yeah definitely um let's go on to the next match now then we got Drew Parker against El Ligero El Ligero bit of a veteran now obviously we see him every week at NXT UK um we obviously, we don't know the situation, whether we'll see these guys again in progress or not because of the whole contract issues. But it's nice to get El Ligero, um in another match against Drew Parker, I'm also a big fan of. Um, and what do, you, what do you think of this match, Josh? I'll, I'll leave the floor for you for this one. Well, I, I really enjoyed it. And it was a, a pleasant surprise to see Ligero back. I mean, it's such a face of progress. It almost seemed like maybe it was the end, you know, Ligero the face from chapter one um was it an opportunity for him to close his progress door perhaps so with a a defeat here um to drew parker i mean i don't you you just touched on obviously that the the contracts at nxt uk obviously with progress being the feeder to nxt uk i'm not sure how it will work but it may be the fact that ligero that was his last match against someone in progress that isn't also contracted to NXT UK, yeah. if that makes sense. And, um, you know, 
I hope it's not the last. I hope that's the same case for everyone, and it'll be interesting to see how progress adapt to that. Okay. Um, that that being said, Drew Parker revelation. Um, yeah. I must say he's a hardcore wizard, um, and I'm I'm actually at the moment learning more about Drew Parker and watching his stuff on the side because I must say when Do Not Resuscitate debuted at chapter seventy nine. I think it was chapter 79, quote me if it was 78, apologies if I'm wrong, I was immediately hooked because like you, Omega Luke, I love a faction. Yeah. And I know, and, and guys, whoever's listening, shout at me, I know they're not classing themselves as a faction. I know that. But they worked as a four. But they, and I loved yeah. that. And I loved every single bit of it. This match was everything it needed to be. It put Drew Parker over, and Drew Parker's going to be a star. Yeah. Mark my words from his entrance. I mean, the do not resuscitate theme music is spot on. They couldn't have got that any better. Drew Parker's mask. Obviously we know um, that's part of his gimmick anyway, but him picking up that win was, was awesome. But I'll tell you what was better. It was the promo from Spike Treve yeah. to begin the match. That was my next thing. I was going to say the, the, the promo from Spike really stole the match for me if i'm honest because the promo was so good and obviously mm. spike carried on getting involved in the match and and obviously it led to the finish of the match he was holding the leg of legaro when legaro was on the top rope and it led to that sort of package move that drew parker did um for the win so this this do not resuscitate faction team whatever they're calling themselves mean business and they are affecting progress wrestling in a big big way and i cannot wait for 2019 to see how they really do affect how high they take their influence of on the roster and how the the ultimate end is for um do not resuscitate whether there will be an ending for a while or not i am very interested to see that because each one of the characters that are involved in um do not resuscitate i think are awesome so absolutely i mean you've got one of the best mic workers in all of indie wrestling um with president william eva who i'm sure we'll get to in a bit i mean today is the day today is the greatest day he's awesome i mean yeah. what he what he's doing there i mean obviously um himself and chuck mambo were tactic as sweet jesus um yeah from previous um so if if they're sort of keeping not the faction so to speak but if you're going two and a two drew parker and uh, and spike trevay being more of a mouthpiece for drew i i think that's awesome um the, the, obviously chuck mambo and, and believer are very very different styles but what i do like is that chuck maintained his colorful look yeah uh, I thought that was obviously um because they did highlight the fact that we're not a faction um, we don't all get along, but we have the same views. And that was the point of it all. Yeah. So why should Chuck wear black, for example, and not be himself? This is him waking up, giving himself an opportunity, forcing the progress hands to give him an opportunity. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, we'll get on to that match later. Um, but for me, it's going in the right direction. And I know I'm hitting a progress show very, very soon. And I'd love to see all four... Um, as a major, major part of that show, I really would. Yeah, 
Yeah, because the whole point of Do Not Resuscitate um, is like what Chuck Mamble said on both of our interviews on, on our shows. It is to escape being on the mid-card and not being used as much as what they, they want to be featured. And that is the whole point of Do Not Resuscitate. They want to be seen more on Progress TV. They want to be involved in all the matches. And if they continue to do things like this, they are going to be because they're going to be sparking a lot of rivalries with people. Massively. Massively. And I can't wait. I mean, it only it feels like it's only just getting started now, yeah. which it clearly, which it obviously is. That sounded probably a bit silly to those listening on the outside. But when the wheels on this really get moving into early 2019, it's going to be a fantastic watch. Mark my words. Definitely. Let's go on to now probably one of my uh, favourite matches of the card. Not the favourite because I think... I think me and you, without even talking about it, we have um, the best match of the night, which we'll get on to later on. But Pete Dunne versus Mark Andrews. Um, I really couldn't believe we were actually seeing this match when it first uh, sort of happened. I was like, oh, buzzing. I can't wait to see this. And it was an awesome match. And it really did kick on and become a very fast-paced move-in. Obviously, we've got Andrews. He's very quick, very agile. we got Pete Dunne. Everyone knows what Pete Dunne's about. And these two just have awesome, awesome chemistry in the ring. Absolutely, 100%. Um, mirroring what you said earlier with the NXT UK contracts, I wonder if it were, this was a bit of a tester yeah. um, for progress and their promotional side of it because obviously they can't stand still. They're not going to be bossed by WWE, I'm, I'm sure of that. So promoting Andrew's done online uh, a week or so before this show... I'd be interested to know what the feedback was and what a lot of people were replying because you might get some that are thinking, oh, yeah, but we could see that in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I mean, if, if you're if you're going to a progress show and you are given two best friends facing each other, Andrews and Dunn, and you get what we got at Chapter 80, it was a, it was a treat and a half. I mean, these boys aren't going to go, yeah, but we could do our best work in NXT UK. Why should we go to progress and, and put half a show on? They put a full show on and more. Yeah. That that bitter end on the outside, you know? Awesome. I mean just but that's the guys. That's the, that's those two guys for you. Yeah. The love of pro wrestling. I mean, we see house shows from from said company, WWE. And, you know, there's no real effort in there to do the big moves, the big hitters. Now, Dunn and Andrews, with all due respect to progress, are on to something huge at NXT UK. But they still went on and put probably one of their best matches of the year on against each other at Chapter 80. Yeah. You know, it, it was phenomenal. And and I think we all, you know, Pete Dunn was probably never going to lose that uh, that match there. It, it's rare for Dunn to take a pinfall anyway, yeah, no matter where in the world he is. I don't remember um, him even losing a match on NXT TV for no, a long I mean, time, other than I think the it. triple threat match. Yeah, I mean, he probably, I think he took a pinfall again, um, obviously from Roderick Strong, perhaps, yeah. when Roderick Strong joined Undisputed Era um, the Dusty, in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. But I don't think in a singles contest, I've seen Pete Dunne lose many matches, if if yeah. any, five yeah. pinfall. No, he's Which, very highly regarded. Yeah, um, massively. Well protected. Yeah, definitely. And he ends this match with not one but two tombstones. 
Tombstone mm. Power Drivers um, to Mark Andrews. And I think that was the second time, because he plants the first one, and instead of releasing uh, Andrews' body to sort of hit the canvas to put the pin on him, he stands back up. And I think the crowd like got behind Pete Dunne as if to say, oh, that's really clever, because Mark Andrews is one of these baby-faced guys that will kick out of anything. And mm. it was a, a way of saying, like, no, I'm putting you to sleep before I, I get this pinfall over him. And I thought that was a really clever spot, how they did that to end the match. And it sort of protected Mark Andrews as much as it did with Pete Dunne getting the win. Definitely. For me, it's a shame that we can't see Dunne hit that bitter end tombstone in WWE. Yeah, uh, It is a shame, um, but I do like the manoeuvre he, that he does use in WWE anyway. That's fine, but it, it was just the storytelling, I think, again. Like you, you've just hit the nail on the head for that. It was, it was awesome. I mean, the crowd. I think they were on their feet, weren't they? Yeah. Um, towards the end, it, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen everywhere. Uh, a lot of people. I went to a Rev Pro show weeks ago, and the only person we got up on our feet for was 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 Pack at the end of the night. But there were others that were deserving of that. But it, it wasn't the right vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, you know. Um, but when everyone collectively gets up off their on their feet. Just a joy, just a joy to watch, and and to say that we pay what six pounds something for demand progress. Yeah, you're given a match like that. It's well, it's phenomenal. Time. It's phenomenal. So, Dan Andrews, if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Which they always do, of course. Absolutely. How could and they not? It's... The next match then is the open challenge for the Atlas Championship. Um, Trent Seven versus Dan Malone. Before we go into the match, I'm curious to find out what you think about this. Atlas Challenge, well, Atlas Open Challenge thing that they, they they like to do at Progress. What do you think of it? Well, I'm a fan of, of Open Challenges for championships from all around the globe. I think it's fantastic, um, obviously, with the weight restriction of um, the Atlas title. Anyone that's over 205, is it 205? Anyone that's over yeah, 205, over. obviously, I think it's genius. Yeah. Um, so obviously WWE have got the 205 live um, which is cruiserweight division um, I just think this is fantastic anyone that weighs over that uh, is fantastic and I, and I just feel that Trent Seven's the right person for that it's not going to work with everyone obviously yeah. it, it's not always going to work on a heel okay um, so for example if Zach Gibson was the champion there would be no open challenge yeah. um, I, I wouldn't know who else to, to pick on maybe let's just say um, I don't know, let's just pull out Liguero, okay? A face. If Liguero was Atlas champion, would it work? I don't think it would. No. Um, but Trent is the right individual for that. I think we've seen, and again, WWE, Seth Rollins with his IC title open challenges. It has to be the right individual. Um, and Progress have got it right with, with Trent. Um, but I must say, the guy that that answered the challenge is a phenomenal athlete. I've seen him at Fight Club Pro in the past. Obviously, WWE UK tournament. Dan Maloney is a beast. Dan. 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 <laughs> Dan. He's a oh, beast. He does crack me. He is he's, very good. He's, he's very he's, young too. He is so young. Um, I wouldn't know how old he is. If, I don't know. I didn't make a note of actually how old he is. The one thing I have got, I've got a question for you or your listeners. Um, because I can't find it. Dan Maloney's theme song that was used here at Chapter 80. What is it? Please, anyone listening, what is Dan Maloney's theme song? I need that in my life. I need to get that on my Apple Music and get that in my ears. Please help me, someone. Yeah, I don't remember it. 
I'm gonna have to, no. gonna have to look back on that because I, I think Shazam. It. I think I'm gonna have to chuck on the iPad and yeah. Shazam it. I think that's the only way to go. Yeah. What do you think about mm. this match then? Loved it. I think it went at the right pace. Um, the Trent's. I call it the Trent Seven pace. Um, they're 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 good friends anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously from their Fight Club Pro days, and that's obvious to see. But Dan wasn't p- playing a heel. Dan was a face answer in the open challenge. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I'd like to see them go again. I'd like to see Dan Maloney push on, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'd like to see him. Not oh, this sounds this sounds so harsh and so critical of me. Dan Maloney's been around a while, and Dan Maloney, if you guys have seen him in NXT UK, he's being used as a squash guy. Yeah, Dan Maloney is no squash guy. No, if you beat Dan Maloney, you've you've done something good. But I just feel that Dan Maloney needs to do a little bit more. Um, he needs to have better matches with uh, similar mid carders. We need to stand up and see him have a match with someone like, I don't know, Paul Robinson, Chris Ridgway. If, 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 if Dan Maloney could have a quality match with those, he could have a quality match with anyone. Yeah. Because they're on that same level currently at him. Yeah. Maybe a bit harsh on Robinson. I think Robinson's a lot more advanced. Okay. And Ridgway is still learning quickly, I must say. But having him in there with, with Trent, the back and forth was fantastic. The chops, of course, always. The Trent um, humour factor is always fantastic. Yeah, um, Trent's awesome. But Dan, for me, needs to show more to have a better match. I, do you know? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's difficult because I'm obviously I'm not a pro wrestler and I probably sound really critical. I love Dan Malone. I think he's great. But I want to actually come away and go, wow, Dan Malone's got something and I know I have the faith in him to go and face someone else. Yeah, I and feel I the look same at... with um, a, who I related that sort of style with is um, Elias. Like, I love Elias. Yeah. I know he's yeah. good in the ring, but we're yet to see like an amazing Elias match. There's no standout, is there? No. There's, there's no, there's no. Oh, what do we call it? A five star standout? Because yeah. it's easy for some of us to grade at a match as five star, but Elias is, is still looks very, very stiff in some things he does. Um, but there's there's a match in there for him, you yeah, know. Um, let's go back. To, tell you what, let's go back to Cena Owens when Owens answered the open challenge and he said, "Oh no, I'll face you at Elimination Chamber." Yeah, how good that match was. Yeah, Owens from day one had that in him. Where's Elias's big match? Yeah, you know he's against Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is awesome. Mm. He's an awesome talent. Why can't they have chemistry? If these if these are some of the best wrestlers in the world, where's the chemistry? And that's my point with Dan Maloney. He's working with some top guys at Fight Club Pro, at Progress. Where's the the real progression there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Trent Trent won it with the did he win it with the Burning Hammer? Apologies, yes, he, did, yeah. Burning he did. Hammer. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, sort of Burning Hammer. Um, There's an it also an insane apron spot on this as well. Um, yes, there is. Yeah. Which looked quite good and quite painful, which I I, I appreciated um, as it really sort of lifted the crowd. And but yeah, this match I, I I'd give this a match a good three three and a half star match. I think it was really yeah. good. Very I think good for a I think match. I think you're not far off there. I mean, it brought the comedy factor in after the amazing Andrews done. You then have a little bit of breathing space with Trent coming out doing his bit. Uh, obviously, his cape 
running around in a cape but it's it's a good laugh and and it just gets the crowd and us viewers at home ready for that next bit yeah well we are on to now the do not resuscitate match our man chuck mambo our good our good friend chuck mambo and eva versus eddie dennis and mark haskins this was a match i really wanted to um to see when i seen it on the card uh one of the the matches i wanted to see the most um obviously because of what do not resuscitate are doing right now and obviously because we've both had chuck mambo on our podcast recently so mm. it's interesting to see how he's getting on at the progress shows and this match did not disappoint for me what do you think no it was awesome i'm mark haskins eddie dennis i mean the eddie dennis heel will be missed i suppose in yeah. progress um but we do, do not he works resuscitate- better as a heel or a face as a heel i mean he's got the entrance music um of a heel the way he walks into the ring i've pre mentioned it on a podcast previously yeah he's got something about him as a heel um don't get me wrong i'll still invest in him as a face don't get me wrong at all but do not resuscitate this has put them on the map i'm you know i'm speaking like the newcomers they're not newcomers uh, at all i mean chuck years and years and years riptide world champion you know um Pastor, Pastor, present William Eva, former Progress champion. They're back on the map. Yeah. They're relevant again. But they had Haskins and Dennis. And it looked like Haskins and Dennis tagged together for about 20 years. Yeah. They were awesome. But this, this match was, it was near fall after near fall after near fall. And I would say, with all due respect to the guy, obviously Chuck Mambo was, was probably the weakest link of the four here. Yeah. But he looked like he belonged in the main event scene straight away. Yeah. Because this is what this was. This was a main event caliber match from obviously what Do Not Resuscitate are doing within progress. This had the right spot on the card for me. Um, obviously, minus the following two, the next two matches. Um, this was, this could main event a progress show if there weren't two slightly better matches in front of it, yeah. you know? Um it was it was awesome. It, it was it was really a joy to watch. What, what did you think of this? Well, I I'm a big fan of Mark Haskins. Um, mm. Do you like really, the news? Are you happy with the news? For Haskins going to Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. I'm alright with it as long as he sort of stays around British wrestling as well. Like fair play to him if he can do yeah. both. Amazing. I'm, I'm I'm more for it. Um, and we do see people doing both. So hopefully that is something um, that happens for him because he deserves it. To be honest, if I was um, the leader of NXT UK, Mark Haskins would be one of the first people I would be ringing and being and, and, and saying, I want you on my roster. For some reason, they don't want Mark Haskins, and it's become very apparent because I don't think Mark Haskins would turn down a WWE offer. Um, well, I mean, Haskins is very family-orientated. Yeah. Um, obviously, his Vicky... And and his and his son, who was in the ring with him as well, not too long ago, yeah. if I'm right. Um, I, I, I do I do think that there's something odd there. Um, I mean, Haskins Ring of Honor. That's going to be a lot of time over in the states. Yeah. There's going to be tapings. There's going to be a lot of time potentially away from family. I say potentially. I we don't know the conversations he has, of course. But NXT UK would surely be fitting for him. However, having said that. Is it a case of Haskins refused NXT UK because they don't want Vicky Maybe. there? Uh, and Ring of Honor, the deal may be, well, if I'm coming, my wife is 
backing me up like she does where you've spotted me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, where you could probably have the balls to say that to Ring of Honor more so than Triple H, maybe. I don't know. You know, um, I, I might be completely wrong, but I, I feel that that's that's probably more of the reason here. I, I have my family. My Vicky stands by my side. At Ring of Honor, I can have that. At WWE, I can't. So possibly, I, I'd be. I, I can fully understand. Yeah, maybe. Um, it is very weird to see the the way it's Eddie Dennis and Mark Haskins being the face and Mambo and Eva being the heel. But I think with progress, they throw out any stereotypes anyway because when you watch back um, chapters before and you see a heel British strong style, watching that now is very, very weird. Um, mm. And then you watch a Travis Banks being a huge heel. And I must say, I love Travis Banks' heel over Travis Banks' face. Um, just so much of a big, bigger, better character for me as, as a heel. But I think Progress do it very well, uh, where they just, you know, all right, yeah, you see Tyler Bate and Pete Dunner's faces. We're, we're going to give you him as a heel. And, and, and that's what they've done here with, with Eddie Dennis. They've made him a face and a face that everyone's getting behind. And the same with Mark Haskins and then Chuck Mambo, who you would never say is a heel. They are working as a heel with Eva, and I think that's mm. really good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you, you, Travis Banks, as soon as he as soon as he changes attire, and um, having the, 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 the trouser style bottom half is awesome. By yeah. the way, uh, and it really helps a character change, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that. I mean, Banks was obviously the runaway champion; he was being booed before he lost the title to Volta. Um, got the injury, and, and I think sometimes injuries work for people. It really gives you a time to think about the direction, come up with ideas, instead of continuing every single week doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think Banks said, well, they're booing me because I was a runaway champion. Yes, that's how you booked me. But let me do a heel run. Let me continue to get those draws, those boos, but let me do something else with it. And and that's what he's going to do. But, but that's also... A little bit like present William Eva. Yeah. Um, you know, when he was outside um, the recent progress shows doing his walk down the, the, the queue, the queue line, you know, interviewing people, asking them what day it is and all that. And people were loving that on the outside. But mm. actually now it, it's been turned into, hang on a minute, he was doing that three, four weeks before this sudden heel turn. And it's great. It's fantastic. Um, really excited to see where Do Not Resuscitate go from here. Also really excited to see where Haskins and Dennis and Mark Andrews go from here. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mark Andrews making that save and the Eddie Dennis and Andrews stare down. Is it going to be a long road back to friendship? Yeah. I'd like to think so. Um, is it too soon? Perhaps so after that epic TLC and feud this year. Um, but do they come back on terms for the sake of progress? Because for me, do not resuscitate. are going to go on to a tear. And like I said earlier, this is just the beginning. Um, but does it have to show you that friendships become stronger again when there's a threat? Yeah, because that could that's be what the way not, of, of um, you know, sort of defeating do not resuscitate the 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 partnership between Andrews and Eddie Dennis coming back, that could be something we'll see in the future. Mm. But this also, um, just quickly, this this also 
talk of the NXT UK contracts. Eddie Dennis and Andrews are both signed to NXT UK, as we know. Yeah. But obviously, if this whole thing of working against, if NXT UK guys have to work with NXT UK guys on the indie scenes, that could be another reason here that they're only allowed to tag together. Yeah. But obviously, the other four from Do Not Resuscitate are not contracted to. Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Luke Podcast. Right, okay, we are back. Sorry, there was a bit of a technical difficulty. Don't you just love 21st century technology? Um, next match, the penultimate match, Ilya Dragunov versus Tyler Bate. I could not think of two people who I'd love to see more have a match between, like, other than these two. These, I love both of these guys, and it definitely delivered for me. What did you think of it, Josh? Massive, massive. I mean, when I heard this match was announced, I was like, hang on a minute, we're getting bait, Dragunov, for virtually free. Yeah. Obviously, with all due respect. Um, it sounds like a huge pay-per-view match. Is yeah. That, is that about right, I guess? Yeah. Um, Bait's been on a tear, obviously. He was, before injury, he was probably supposed to win the Super Strong Style early in the year. Um, to then face Volta at Wembley, it came full circle and that happened for him anyway. Yeah, uh, That match was awesome, by the way, guys. I'm sure all of your listeners or whoever's listening um, has seen that. It was awesome. But Dragunov Dumb at the same night was just as good. But this, at, the, at Chapter 80, was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. I mean... Two of the best wrestlers in the whole world. Yeah. And we got to exactly. watch it on demand. It was it was perfection. And I hope they do it again. I hope Bate comes out and says, I want him again. He got lucky. Give him to me again. But Unbi Siege Bar is so over. Oh, He's so gosh. over. How I weird mean, is it that we're in British wrestling in such a proud nation um, and something that is Russian slash German he comes across as one of the biggest faces of, of this evening and he is gets one of the biggest cheers and one of the hardest supports against Tyler Bate. How weird because, is that? Because he's one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. Yes, um, he's awesome. And and I think it's I think hard work has been acknowledged. Yeah. And that's all I can think that it is. Obviously just, you know, proud nation, all that political shit, whatever goes on in some people's heads, but he is phenomenal. I mean, look at the, the guy is in so much physical shape. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he was brought into progress, he was brought in as a dangerous heel, which he is anyway, you know, yeah. a foreign champion against, well, in theory, our champion. Um, but I mean, this match was, this match was awesome. I mean, I can't eat. What is, what's Dragunov's finisher called? The, the running headbutt thing. What's it actually called? Um, is it the Torpedo Moscow? Something, yeah, I think that's the one. It's just, it's just awesome. It looks, just looks dangerous, doesn't yeah. it? You know, when he's lining that up, and for someone like Bate, I mean, Bate sold it well. Yeah. Um, I think Bate sold it better than Dunn did, perhaps. Uh, I, I just thought it was awesome, and, and Dragunov, Dragunov, could for me could be in line for a shot at Volta in in the very near future. How good would that be? Would be good, but be very weird. Both would, wouldn't of, it? Of Ring camp. That would be very strange. It, it, it would be a strange move, but do you have 
Dragunov pull away from that potentially? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I feel that I feel that something's got to happen with, with Dragunov unless he, he just accepts Trent's open challenge for the Atlas title soon mm. and destroys Trent. Um, I think it's too early into Trent's reign for that personally, but we'll see. Um, but I mean, I mean, we've seen Volta v Timothy Thatcher several times before. Why can't we get Dragunov v Volta? Very true. Dragunov is another one of these guys that if I was head of NXT UK, I'd be on the blower to him straight away. Him and Mark Askins would be one of the, the first two people I'd be ringing. Um, I think his character is amazing, uh, especially if they are getting Volta in on NXT UK, which by the looks of it, it, it is going to happen. Obviously, nothing's been confirmed. It's just a lot of rumours right now, but it does seem that way. Um, I would bring in Ilya Dragunov as well. You've already got that Axel Dizia Jr. on the NXT UK scene. I'd bring him in, make them three the heels and go up against British Strong Style and, and have another faction in NXT UK because that that to me just smells danger and it, it smells like amazing TV mm. because all three of them are really good. Obviously, you've got Volta who would just kill anyone. Um, but Dragunov is probably one of my favourite wrestlers um, that I've become aware of in 2018 one of, one of my mm. favorites definitely mm. well he's on the list of people that i've not seen um that i want to see so yeah. and while he's progress world champion and i've got a ticket for progress bournemouth there's every chance in the world that i'm going to see that um so i'm really really looking forward to to seeing volta but you're absolutely right i mean progress nxt uk we can we're allowed to talk about it in the same breath i'm sure of that but if Volta signs, I mean, let's look at it this way. I know you're a fan of Gallus, and as am I. I think if Dunn overcomes Joe Coffey at NXT Blackpool, NXT TakeOver Blackpool, I think it pushes Gallus back a little bit. Yeah. So who's going to be next? Could it be Volta? Could Volta debut after Dunn and British Strong Style stay tall at the end with 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 um, Bait and Seven being tag team champions? Yeah. With Dunn as UK champion, they've disposed of Gallus. They celebrate at the end, and in comes a faction led by Volta, a Ring Camp style faction. I think it would be, be you awesome. with Axel with Axel Dieter Junior there as well. I think that's that's the way to go. But how would you then book Gallus? That's for another show. Yeah. Um, but but definitely, I like your thinking there. It's the faction thinking that you've got there, isn't it? You've got that, I that love natural. Faction, mate. You've got a natural Omega Luke faction thinking. Yeah. And I love it. It's great. I, I, I uh, like companionship. I like working yeah, with other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, Dragonov Bait for me, four stars. Yeah, easily. Easily yeah, four stars. Yeah. Such a good they held back. I think they held, they held back on something. I couldn't quite pinpoint it. Yeah, you know, when you get that feeling. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Um, but we're going to go into the final match now. And mm. I don't think. I think I could easily speak on behalf of you. Um, yeah. without even saying this is easily both our best matches of the night by far by a country mile and there's no disrespect to those that come before this was the match that sold the show yeah it was going to sell anyway uh, don't get me wrong but LAX in progress in Manchester against CCK the Octopus Jonathan Gresham and Chris Brooks was 
fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no other way to put it. I mean, Jonathan Gresham is so, so underrated. And I'm going to tell you a little story. I went to Fight Club Pro, Dream Tag Team Invitational in March, the start of the year. Yeah. And I got photos with everyone, even if I didn't know some of who they were. You know, sometimes you go, oh, who is that? You know, I'm yeah. not sure who, who that indie person was. I did that to Jonathan Gresham. I did not know who Jonathan Gresham was in March. More for me, I wasn't massive on Ring of Honor. I'll be honest with you. Um, it was my first Fight Club Pro show, and I wasn't overly familiar with CCK at the time. Okay, and if you listeners maybe know me, my indie wrestling learning of it has come throughout 2018. Mm. So apologies. Same. But but Jonathan Gresham, I got a photo with the guy, but me and my mate looked at each other and we were like, who is this guy? But we'll yeah. get a photo anyway. And we did it. And you can tell in the photo that I've got on my phone, you can tell. I was like, I don't know who Jonathan Gresham is. And he was even looking at the camera like, he doesn't know who I am, <laughs> but, but I'm smiling. Um, but how good was Jonathan Gresham? He's awesome. Oh, my God. It was great to see LAX um, in progress, like you said, in, in Manchester, in this number one contenders match for the tag team championships. And obviously led to the championship match at Chapter 81 the day after. Mm. Um, hands up, hands up. I've not watched it yet. I am behind on Chapter 81. I oh. should have made the time. I haven't. You I cannot wait. You be disappointed. That noise was like, you basically, in that little oh, noise that you said there, you're like, hang on a minute, dickhead. You're telling me you haven't watched this, you absolute loser. But no, you shortened that, it. That was but, me saying, oh, <laughs> I wish I was you experiencing it for the first time again. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I can't yeah. wait. Okay, I just want to ask you a little question then. Go for it. Was the tag team match better than CCK LAX? Was the tag title match better? Or was that a real tough question? No. Okay. No. That's fine. Up there. That's fine. But no. Yep. Okay. But that's that's not that's no run doing on the the of course because yeah this chapter eighty main event is arguably one of the best tag team matches you'll see this year in yeah. any promotion. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's up there with um, Mustache Mountain yeah. versus Undisputed Era at Royal Albert Hall, which you've oh. obviously got to see yourself. Yeah, um, it's definitely up there with that. It's up there with some of the amazing tag matches that we've seen recently in New Japan with Dakota, Ibushi, oh Omega, Golden Lovers, um, Tanahashi versus Osprey. It's up there just, with that. Just quickly, what did you think of that? I mean, a lot of people are talking about that one spot in particular with Osprey. But the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the whole match was I've insane. Seen, I've seen a tweet, um, and I could not have retweeted a tweet more than what I did. It said. Osprey and Ibushi did more storytelling in that one gif of Osprey flipping over and then having the back-to-back anime-style standoff than most wrestlers do in a full feud storyline across months of well, look, hard work. And I'll tell you what, it, agree. It, put, it put Rawlins Ambrose to shame, didn't it? Oh, that's not hard, mate. I've had, was... I've had bigger feuds with my family than Rawlins Ambrose <laughs> is, is, is doing, um, right now. Crikey, it's... Um... Yeah, it was. Yeah, anyway, it was yes, a bit, a bit dire. But that was in, in a, a special match, and for any match um, to be spoken in the same breath as the Ibushi Omega um, Tanahashi Osprey match, yeah, has to have something special. And this did, didn't it? I went straight yeah. on the Grapple app 
download the grapple app guys if you haven't yet already and get um get get starring let's put it that way let's you know get your your stars get your five stars in there get it wherever you want to do and share it with the world so the people know what you think of everything so share it on the grapple app but that osprey uh sorry my goodness that cck lax match five stars oh easy as i had my finger on the fifth star easy. as the as the referee counted three i was ready it it's was such a good match and I need to go and watch it again. I need to go and watch it again because as silly as this sounds, because it was that good, I was so engrossed in it. And I know like you, we usually make notes on things. I didn't get to make notes on this because I was so engrossed it was in the match itself. So. Absolutely. And I know you said I said this earlier when we spoke. You, you said, I'm sorry, I haven't got notes on this. And I'm going to be honest with you, even though it was that good a match, I've watched so much wrestling since. I can't remember everything, but it, it's because it was it all flowed. Yeah, there wasn't a single spot that felt out of place, not yeah. out of place that stood on its own. There were so it all many flowed. really cool spots that they did, which led to so many close fours, and that is something that I really love about tag team wrestling: is that you have moves which will end an opponent in a singles match, but the difference is is you have a tag partner which can break up the pin. And mm. I think this match did that so well. And thinking in my head now, I think this match is the best. Yeah, it's the best way that I've seen that being used in a tag match, where mm. you've got your tag partner making the save on the on the three count pin. I really do feel like there were so many times in this match I thought that's that's the end, and it wasn't. And it was because of how well they planned out this match, how well they planned out all these spots where pins were getting broken up, um, the the link into different moves, um, into the different tag moves, the the, the cutters and, and everything like that that they were throwing into this match was so, so good. Um, mm. Props to the two teams for, for putting on one of the best tag matches of the year. 100%, massively. Do it again. Please yeah. do it again. Um, uh, question that for you led to LAX getting the win. It, it did. Uh, on to chapter 81 for the tag championships versus heavyweight Kyle Fletcher, Dungzilla, Mark Davis, Aussie Open. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. I know you've watched it. Um, I cannot wait to get my eyes on that. Hopefully, at some stage, maybe tomorrow, um, get my eyes on it. Maybe treat myself Christmas Eve with some pro wrestling watching. Um, Question for you, though. Have you watched the tag match uh, from CCK and LAX from the Coast to Coast Tour? I haven't, but I really want to watch it now because I've heard it was almost as good. Yeah, Yeah. I think very difficult to choose between the two, and I'm not going to say which one I preferred. Not on here. No, I'll keep it to myself because I'll probably change my mind about 10, 100 times and go, no, that one was better. No, that one was better. Um, which is a key, actually. Um, and before before I let you wrap this up, I watched recently Wrestle Kingdom 11's Kazuchika Okada-Kenny Omega match. Yeah. And I always decided that the recent Dominion-Kenny Omega Championship winning match was my favourite. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of the emotion with Omega finally winning the big one. Yeah. But actually, I, I go back over their feud, and I've decided that their first match at Wrestle Kingdom 11 was my favourite because of the final five-minute sequence. Yeah. I don't think you'll find a better sequence in in anything that you do in life than than that in particular match. I think it was fantastic. Yeah, that's my favourite match of the of the the uh, four matches that they've had. Mm. 
is the first mm, one. I don't know definitely. if you've actually seen it. We're going a bit off topic here, but I don't know if you've seen the um, New Japan YouTube channel, The History of Chaos, part one and two yet. I've not watched The History of Chaos yet. It's the recount, so isn't it? So good, yeah. New Japan, so have really up, they've really up their social media game, haven't they? They've yeah. really sort of, especially with the English and American fans, now they've had they've had to include this and yeah. it's really working for them and uh i just want to say no they and no disrespect to you i know they're probably not listening omega and jericho i think are two of the real reasons that new japan are really on the map for last year's huge jericho move over to japan facing omega i think it really i think it really helped put new japan on the map again yeah. i say again um, but then you look at all the names they've had in the past. But for me, it really grabbed more viewers with that. Definitely. Um, that being was said, perfect. It was. That being said, Wrestle Kingdom 13's card is bigger and better than, than last year's yeah. already for me. I agree. Chapter 18 then, let's wrap up. What do you think overall? I'm going to give it an 8. 8 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think for the reasons that I felt that... Um, the Chris Ridgeway, Paul Robinson opener obviously had the finish that had. It means there's things still going on. I think there'd be a bigger blowout match somewhere along the lines. And like I said, I've not seen 81. So I'm sat here not ha- having seen the rematch than the night after. Um, I think Bate and Dragunov had more to give. Yeah. And because it was early stages of do not resuscitate, um, and I think they will only get stronger as the chapters go on, I, gi- I give it an 8 out of 10. No, but it was a I agree. Card. I agree. I'd give it an yeah. eight out of ten. Um, like we said, the five star match at the end, the the Bait Dragon off match was almost there. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Pete Dunne, Mark Andrews, and we had the the sort of progressive storyline telling with the the Paul Robinson, Chris Ridgeway, and the Do Not Resuscitate boys um, going mm. forward. So overall, yeah, a very very good chapter. Um, do they do bad chapters? I don't think so. Um, but Never. a very strong one um, from Progress. So a lot to look forward to in the future, definitely. Massively, massively. Okay, Josh, what okay. do you have coming up in the future, mate, that you want to plug? Well, at the moment, um, 2019 is is an open diary at the moment. Um, I really wanted to focus on what I was doing at the end of 2018. Um, so all the guests that I've had on, um, so go check out my shows with uh, Ring of Honor star Shane Taylor, uh, Magic Mark Adams from IPW. Uh, also on there, my recent episode, my Merry Christmas episode with Chuck Mambo. Go and check that one out. Uh, and also um, we had on there the visionary uh, Vaughn Vertigo, who many of you might not know. He has done a little bit of work uh, in IPW, uh, obviously, um, over here working Milton Keynes, etc. Um, and also apologies. I have just had a complete mind blank, big wavy Roy Johnson, who was a fantastic guest on my show, even though he's a crystal palace fan. Um, he was a fantastic guest, uh, big wavy Roy Johnson, again, progress star. He was on my show two weeks ago, that was a great episode. So please, especially, I would go and hit up the boy, Big Johnson, Roy Johnson, the Big Wavy Roy Johnson show. Uh, but for the moment, 2019 is an open diary. Um, I'm really starting to plan again for after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, uh, I may have a special Wrestle Kingdom show with a guest. 
Uh, I'm not going to name that person at the moment. It's been sort of officially booked, uh, but we haven't quite set a, a date and a time. So there is a Wrestle Kingdom review um, show coming up with a special guest who will be debuting on on the Grabs Net podcast. But at the moment, it is a case of work hard, get the guys on the show, guys and gals on the show, and just see what uh, January does bring. But we have got a big month of wrestling in January with the Royal Rumble, with NXT, uh, and NXT UK TakeOver, as well as Wrestle Kingdom. So time will be an issue. But I'm yeah, excited. Definitely. Where can we find you on social media, buddy? So you can obviously find me on the Twitter at Graps and that. Okay, um, that's that's basically where all my stuff goes. So um, no Facebook, no Instagram. So anything that I do, please head over to Twitter uh, at Graps and that. And obviously Patreon is coming soon. iTunes, Apple, Spotify uh, for my podcast released. Like I said, find it all in my Twitter feed. Graps and that at Graps and that. Your support will be greatly appreciated. But from me, Merry, Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas to you too, Josh. Yep, that's Thank all you. from me as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Omega underscore Luke. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, I sometimes use, and you can follow me on that too. Pro Wrestling Tees, you can pick up your Omega Luke tee, which you can see if you have YouTube that I am wearing currently. I also have the black version, which I think I prefer, to be fair. Um, I've seen it. Uh, my friend Math bought both. Um, he said he was going to give me the black one. They both arrived. He changed his mind. He kept the black one for himself because he loved it too much and gave me the white one. I'm not complaining. I still like the white, um, but the black one is is a very sexy tee. So you can get that at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Omega Luke. I do have another design being processed and on its way very soon. Um, we will be doing chapter 81 probably this week, Josh. Am I right? We certainly will be. Uh, obviously, with the Christmas break, we'll um, we'll have to sort out the best time and date for that. But I'm sure by the end of the week, we'll um, we'll have something lined up. Obviously, busy lives, busy busy um, Christmas for you. I know with your work schedule, etc. Yeah. Um, but we will obviously bring your fans and and my fans, of course, the Chapter 81 Progress Review Show because we're going to be looking at unboxing live very very soon, which is December 30th. So hopefully five, six days after after that. So early in the new year, we'll have the special unboxing live progress chapter to bring you. But before that, obviously, we need to get chapter 81 done. And I'm super excited to go and get my eyes over it and talk to you so your listeners can hear our thoughts on progress chapters. Definitely. That will be on your podcast on audio only and on my YouTube, um, which we're going to do for every episode will be on my YouTube, but will alternate on each other's podcast channels. Um, also on YouTube, I do have the vlog from Fight Forever Pro Wrestling that we did a couple of weeks ago where we answered everyone's questions, did a bit of carpool karaoke. Um, I'm still editing it. It's taken me a long time because I'm a bit of a, a YouTube virgin when it comes to um, editing actual videos. So I want it to be as good as I can possibly get it for you guys. I don't want to be putting up any crap content. But that is all from me, guys. Like we said, patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke and Josh. Make sure you check out Josh's uh, Patreon in the near future when he um, sets all the rewards out and support indie podcasts. But that's everything from me. Josh, do you have anything more to say, buddy? Just a happy Christmas and thank you for everyone for supporting not only me on my Graps and that podcast journey, but especially Omega Luke because um, this is just a massive thank you to. Omega Luke 
and Wilfred Watches for giving me the passion again to be successful in podcasting. These two guys, uh, Mega Luke and Wilfred Watches, are putting so much hard work and effort in to bring you the best podcasting. I want to be up there with these guys. I want, I just want to be as good as these guys. So thank you. Very kind of you to say so, Josh. Um, I'm sure you'll get there, Billy. You're you're smashing it right now, and your uh, your interviews are coming thick and fast. So keep an eye on Josh and Graps and that. But thank you, everyone, thank you. and goodbye and good night. Bang. This is Flip Gordon, and you need to subscribe to Omega Luke Podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.